0: Thank you for tuning in, and now for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 425, Traveling and Turkey Hunting with Tanner Burns. And I am your co-host and the guy who fooled Santa once more.
1: And I'm your co-host and the guy who killed Elgato Grande.
0: Yes, you did. That <laughs> looked like a dad cum cougar, man.
1: <laughs> yes, so I got my Fox Pro that I used for coon calling this summer, and I was like kind of bored yesterday. All our duck water is solidly frozen, and you know you've been talking about how much fun you had shooting all these foxes and doubling the fox population. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm gonna go help the predators out and kill one and so i went and my brother went with me and i've never i've never tried to call coyotes or anything before ever and i set that thing out first setup ever and i hit that rabbit squealer thing and it was going and going probably eight minutes my brother's like all right you want to move and i was like well let me swap to a coon call just to see if a coon will come out of the tree over there And I put on a young coon distress call. And I put that thing on, and within two seconds, I look over, and there's a dang mountain lion of a bobcat 10 yards from me. And I didn't have time to pick up the shotgun, so I just had to smoke him with the 308.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a rather large hole in him.
1: Yeah, (laughs) if you saw the other half of him in the picture, (laughs) let's just say I picked his better half. Yeah. He was he was cleanly killed. I'll say that much, but
0: did you by chance weigh him?
1: I didn't. I did not. He was pretty heavy. I'd say he weighed about like a gobbler, you know, like those cats are big but they're lean, you know.
0: Yeah. And so that cat's like twice the size of any bobcat I've ever killed.
1: Yeah. He was massive. We get, we have pretty good sized cats around here. I've killed one other really big one years ago, but that one was when I looked over, you know, A, I'm expecting a coon to come out. And I look over and see that and I'm like, holy coon. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a bobcat. And it was literally like 10 yards in front of us. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. I think what he was doing is we set up with a road behind us and the wind was blowing very hard out of the south and so i had the caller out in front of us a ways out in the field and i think that cat was coming down the tree line on our right circling it to get downwind Mm -hmm. but luckily we were further downwind than he circled (laughs) yeah so when he came out he was downwind of the call but not us and so he was like right there so inadvertently didn't even think all that through blind man you know got luck there i just happened to luck into him and yeah. ended up calling a bunch more throughout the day and never saw anything else because after that i was like holy crap we're gonna mop them up you know? <laughs> yeah yeah this is the easiest thing ever
0: mm-hmm. but uh, I don't Pretty know, cool. i don't know what it is but when it comes to predator calling for me it seems like if I'm going to call something in on any of my sets, any of my stands, it's the first stand. Hmm. I mean, I don't know why, but it's it's interesting. That happened, gosh, the very first time I ran the predator call. Yeah. After I got it, I called in that fox and it tried to attack, attack my decoy that I had <laughs> out in the field. And then it happened with a coyote at my old hunting club. Happened with a bobcat down at my property. It happened with the two foxes that I killed this year. It happened with the fox that I killed back in February with my nephew. It happened with the coyote that I called in and spooked the day before. All on the first try. All the first stand. Yeah. It's weird. Well,
1: there must be something to it. I don't know. After that, I was like, man, we're about to have a truck bed full of stuff at this pace.
0: Yeah. No joke.
1: (laughs) It was good though because the main objective was to move my traps that day. It was yesterday and I just took the caller, and I was like, you know, before I pick up traps, I'll just call, and nothing comes, I'll go pick up my traps and just keep doing that. So that's what I did all day yesterday. Got all my traps moved to a new farm and called up and killed a big old bobcat.
0: Did you try coon calling any other time than that one?
1: I did uh, on, like, this old abandoned building and a couple different trees. I tried it, but it's so cold here, I think they're dimmed up pretty bad. Yeah. So I think with this warmer weather, like, tomorrow— I'm trying to get my coon hunter buddy to come down there and let's go after some coons tomorrow night. It's supposed to be up in the 40s. I think they'll be moving like crazy if if they're hungry after being dinned up for several days. Yeah. So we'll see. But Very good. I do want to try to call up a coon again in the winter. That'd be fine.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not giving up on it, even though I haven't nah. had any luck with it. I'm, I'm doing it something wrong. It definitely works. I, yeah.
1: I do think when I went in the summer Killing the sows was not hard because that coon distress call gets them big time. Yeah. So that may be the better time to do it for our part of the world. I don't know.
0: Yeah, could be. Could
1: but be. what? Did, how did
0: you trick Santa? Well, once again, he thought I was good last year. <laughs> good deal. Yeah. Came by the house and he left me some cash and some gift cards. And there's a pair of hearing protection and hearing enhancement on nice. the on the menu for me here nice. in about a month so
1: that'll be exciting I'm, I'm pumped to see how this tetris play out for you
0: yeah yeah i'm excited about it so
1: very cool we yeah. got a cool episode this week with tanner burns we've had him on previously to talk about taxidermy cuz that's what he does yeah there in west virginia turkey taxidermy's pretty incredibly gifted at it too i think yes, one won the what was it the master's category or something at yeah. the nwts this past year with his gobbler and he's a pretty good turkey hunter too <laughs> yeah,
0: i mean i don't know i think you know for for hunters that can go out and hunt a good bit of public land and kill turkeys in 49 states i mean i'd say that's this this day and age that probably makes you an average hunter so
1: i'll give him slightly above average (laughs) Yeah. yeah this day and age that's pretty normal
0: yeah yeah
1: but it was it's a good episode we talk about traveling again like we did with jordan barnes and yeah so why don't we hop in there and talk to tanner and get some insight into how he goes about traveling to hunt turkeys in all these different states let's do it all right see you guys on the other side
0: Hey everybody, Cameron and I are glad to tell you we have on the line with us today, Mr. Tanner Burns with full draw taxidermy, turkey hunter extraordinaire, not just turkey hunter extraordinaire, but turkey reproducer and not where your mind is going. You guys, we're talking about the taxidermy part, so Anyway, we're going to hit on our series of traveling and turkey hunting. And if you guys remember, we had Tanner on last year to, I think you just completed your Super Slam not long before we had you on. And we're glad to have you on again. And we're going to talk a little bit about all those trips that you've taken and pick your brain a little bit and maybe give us some ideas of some things that we can do to travel better, travel smarter, lighter all that other stuff. Yeah, so,
2: yeah I think this would be a good one, man. There's not a lot of stuff out there about how to, how to pack for airplanes and how to pack for trips like that. So this will be lots of good info here. Yeah. Lots of trial and error on my part.
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, I can totally relate to what <laughs> mostly, you're saying.
2: Mostly, mostly air. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, every, the, every year it's like you add stuff and it's like, oh, I can't go without this now. You know, I can't imagine 10 years from now, I'm going to need a bigger truck.
2: Yeah. And then before you know it, your suitcase is over 50 pounds and you don't even have any turkey meat in it. And you're
1: like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: So you were the, you were at least the youngest to ever complete the Super Slam, like, that we knew yeah, about. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. I held the title
1: for one spring, man. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's gonna be like a 12 year old kid to do it one day, so I'm not. Oh, too, for sure, so. he'll
2: probably do it in one. Se- he'll
1: probably do it in one season. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Darren's 16, <laughs> and he's just gonna get it in one year. But because uh, yeah, was he's already it? Done, he's already done two of them. Yeah. Was it Doc Weddle's buddy up in New York? He's the one that dethroned you.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think. So. I think so. I can't even remember his name off the top of my head, but um, but I remember reading it. But you know, as soon as I finished it, I was like, "Man, that's you know, it's, it's there's so many people doing it. It's only a matter of time." But yeah. when I first started it, you know, there wasn't many people doing it, so it's kind of cool to say, you know, you were going to be the youngest to do it. But then by the time I finished it, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry was doing it, and uh, it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even that cool <laughs> that, I, that I was the youngest one when, whenever it happened. But when I first started, you know, when I told people that, they're like, "Oh man, that's kind of cool," but. You know, by the end of it, you know, people weren't even blinking an eye, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But
1: I still think it's cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Because you were, how old were you when you finished at thirty? Yeah, I think I. Yeah, I think I. was So two springs. Yeah,
2: thirty. Yep, yep. I was I just turned thirty in February and finished it there, March first. So freshly thirty. Nice.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm going to yeah. try to tie you because my birthday's also in February and I'm on track to do it at age 30 as well. So. Heck
2: yeah, you hey, might you be finish this year.
1: Months.
2: Yeah, so you, are you going to finish this year?
1: No, I'm I'm only 20. I guess I'm, I'll be 28 this spring. So I got three more springs. Yeah, which I think. Well, we'll see. I still got Arkansas on the list, so I don't know how much <laughs> time I need. <laughs> oh,
2: God, this plan on taking the whole two
1: weeks for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna mark an Ar- we're gonna mark off arkansas from your list this year i'm i'm gonna go with you we're gonna get it done for you
1: good because you apparently okay, cool. spoke <laughs> spoke good arkansas turkey last year so i'll take it
0: <laughs> well oh, yeah man that place it's the law oh, of averages that's what it is cameron if you go enough <laughs> and spend enough time you're going to stumble across a turkey that stands there in the road and looks at you like huh what are you doing here? yeah, yeah why are you walking <laughs> towards me Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, why are you getting out of the truck with your shotgun right now?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks like you're loading three shells. Why is
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> Most people just drop past me, <laughs> but you stop and get out of the truck.
1: <laughs> so, and Tanner, you are in West Virginia, correct?
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, right, in the, right smack dab in the middle of central West Virginia here.
1: And so, for years, do you still travel? even though super slam is done are you still traveling you know pretty good amount each spring
2: oh yeah yeah i'm not going to you know 10 states of spring or anything but uh you know i get to five or six for the last couple of springs you know five or six uh usually it's about good for me you yeah know, i had my my first son the, the year i finished my slam and it was a good thing because it was funny man everybody would come in my shop before i had kids and you know, they knew I did all this hunting and stuff, and they said, "Man, why do you have kids, buddy? That'll slow down." And I always say in the back of my mind, i was like, "Yeah, right, dude. Ain't nothing slowing this train down." But well, let me tell you, they were right because it <laughs> slows you down. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, it had I get a hunt still more than a normal person, so I guess that's a blessing. But yeah. it's uh, you know, when you're when you're used to hunting them you know, as much as I did before kids, it's still a rough transition, you know, cutting it back a little bit. So, but you got to do what you got to do while they're little.
1: Yeah. And I know you, do you prefer to fly or drive for your turkey trips mostly, or is it just dependent Um, upon the place? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it, you know, depends on, on how far, but I I actually prefer to, to fly
2: because, you know you're you're saving so much time in a lot of instances and you know you may get another day or two of 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 hunting so if i can fly i'm flying you know yeah um, the price the prices of of flights and and really rental cars in the last two years has went through the roof but before you know before that you could get a rental for relatively cheap but now you almost got to have a buddy with you to split the cost because you know rental cars are through the. You know, the last time i did one it was it was insane you know back yeah. to before i stole yeah. the price of rental cars is just outrageous
1: yeah they have they have really gotten high i mean it's crazy but the yeah. flights too i mean i feel like flights have come down yeah. some from where they were but they're still pretty bad
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and, you know it's still it's still probably cheaper than driving and time wise you know it's worth it a lot of times but if you got a buddy with you is really the good thing i did a lot of you know, I've done a lot of solo flying and and renting cars by myself, and that gets expensive. Yeah. But if you can yeah. if you can split it with a buddy, it's not bad at all.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Do you do you have a certain airline you choose or prefer, or are you just whatever's cheapest?
2: No, anytime I can get with Southwest, I go Southwest because they got the whole you know two bags fly free. So you're getting your big bag that goes under the plane for free and you're getting your gun for free, which saves you, you know, however much a second bag is like 50, 75 bucks right off the bat. So
3: that's no other
2: airline. Yeah. No. And, and they have the best rates a lot of times, but you know, a lot of major airports are kind of finicky with Southwest. They're not everywhere, but I fly out of Pittsburgh when I fly most of the time, but most, you know, most places I can figure out how to get there through Southwest and, you know, Get that second bag for free, which which saves you saves you some money. Yeah,
1: that's that's a solid point. I did not know that about Southwest till I just booked my last flight, which is a turkey trip that I'm taking, and I found a great deal with Southwest, and I saw that two bags fly free, and I was like, man, that's huge, especially for gun people. Yeah, because oh yeah, that's a that's a deal breaker. Yeah, absolutely. It, usually, I pack a week's worth of clothes and my gun in the gun case. You. Know? <laughs>
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I got so many bags. When I roll up to that airport, it looks like you know, it's it's bad. But you know, you can you can you can have your carry on. You can have a backpack. You can have something that goes under the seat. So you can really pack a lot of stuff if you if you you know know what you're doing and 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 know the rules.
0: Mm-hmm. What are you doing as far as when you fly to hunt? You get in a rental car. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm from there as far as accommodations and we'll walk it on out with the next question of what are you doing with food as well are you bringing a cooler with you from home are mm-hmm. you buying yeah, there walk us through all that
2: okay let me back you up a little bit and uh, and I'll go through kind of how I pack um I have this bag from Amazon it's it's a double decker it's got it's got a top and a bottom it's it's kind of bulky but it works great for For packing stuff because you know my boots can go in that bottom section anything dirty in my vest and whatever else can go in that bottom and then you got a whole nother layer up on top where you can put stuff. Um, I have to check it out uh, what the name of that thing is but I've been using that for a couple years and it's really nice and also inside of that bag I will take a one of those soft coolers, you know, like a, like a soft backpack Yeti, or one of the, one of the Yetis that fling over your shoulder. And I'll pack that bad boy full of clothes or whatever on the way back. And, um, I also use that as a place to put my meat on the return trip. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: I think that's a, a huge thing is, is fitting one of those soft coolers inside your, inside your bag that goes under the plane. And then another thing I do, that's kind of a tip. So you want to have a really good gun case, you know, Everybody wants to take care of their gun. I have a have a, S, a double SKB gun case, and you can fit a lot of extra stuff in there. But something I'll do is put my shotgun in a soft case and put that inside the double SKB yeah. because I don't want to have to mess. I don't want to have to mess with that big mm-hmm. double SKB when I get to where I'm going. I'll put that you know in the cabin or or leave it in the car or whatever, and then I'll have that soft case to roll around with in the rental the whole week. So
3: mm-hmm. I
2: think that's too really big points, um, that, that when you're packing and things like that. And then if you need to wear your boots on the plane, uh, sometimes you can wear your boots to save, to save a little room. Or if you buy that bag, that has got those two sections, man. It's it's really, uh, you can fit everything you need and still still be able to get your birds home and just plan on paying the the overweight baggage fee. You know, what is it? If it's over 50 pounds, you got to pay like an extra 50 bucks, which in the realm of things, it's not that bad to get your meat and your birds and everything else home uh, that you got while you were out there. So I always plan on just paying the, the overweight fee on, on the way back. But um,
3: yeah, that's yeah, a, that's so a happy fifty dollar. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, you got you know you got four or five breasts in your in your bag, and 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 in my case, I I'm taking a lot of capes back with me on the plane too. Yeah, you know when I'm coming back from trips, so I've got I've <laughs> <it's your laughs> got whole turkeys. Oh yeah. I take everything, you know, every, if it's in good, if it was in good shape after the shot, I'm flying them all back home with me. So you can just pretty much plan on, I'm paying the the overweight, (laughs) overweight fee every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but pre-planning, I think that, uh, that's a big thing. That soft cooler and even the soft gun cases is is good on those, on those trips.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And your gun case, is it your big gun case a rolling gun case? Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a rolling gun case makes it easier going through the airport. Everything really needs to be rolling, you know.
1: When yeah.
3: You,
2: when you've got all that stuff, when you're, you know, when you've got a week long trip.
1: I learned that one the hard way. My first hard sided gun case was not rolling, and uh, my gosh. right forearm was on another level of like uh, tearing in half walking through that airport. Yeah, it was
0: torture in those big airports.
1: It
3: sucked.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everything.
2: Yeah, even your you're one that goes under the plane and then you can stack, you know, I'm taking a carry on too. Like I've got, I've got my gun case, my big bag that goes under the plane. A lot of times I have a carry on and a backpack, you know, so I've got all the stuff, but I just stack my carry on or I strap it to my big bag so I can roll them together. And then of course I've got my backpack on my back. So my left hand, I roll my gun case and in my right hand, I'm rolling my big bag and my carry on. And, you know, you ditch the gun and the big bag, pretty much as soon as you get to the airport, so then you just got your carry-on and your backpack after that, so it's it's really not bad just initially getting to there and getting your gun and your and your big bag under the plane is the worst
3: part.
0: Yeah. Yeah, We when I first started my Super Slam and was really just trying to complete the Grand Slam, you know, I had a personal goal, I guess, of having a mount of every subspecies, and so... What I was doing was every first turkey I killed with that subspecies, I would get mounted. And so what we would do is pack all of our stuff and a soft sided duffel bag into a hard cooler, like a 50 or 60 quart cooler. And then, you Mm -hmm. know, boots, clothes, ammo, whatever, would go in that cooler and we'd fly that out, kill the bird line back, we would put the turkey in the cooler, frozen, pack a bunch of clothes around it to instead of ice to keep that well, turkey frozen. frozen, and then we'd have the soft-sided duffel to throw the rest of the stuff in and either carry it on or check it as well. So, the part of the story that is awesome there is we were, I can't remember if, I think we were leaving out of, oh, maybe it was in South Dakota. Anyway, we're leaving out of South Dakota. We'd we been hunting in, in Wyoming. We're leaving south, to, flying out of South Dakota. And my buddy, John, Yankee John, had his turkey in his cooler. And he puts it up there. And the lady, you know, on the scale, the lady checks the bag. She says, well, what's in here? And he goes, a turkey. And she just kept, keeps on going and keeps going. And she says, uh, so what's in here again? Or just the time that she opens the cooler up and she sees that turkey. And she freaked out out.
2: I'm sure, yeah.
0: She, I thought I was going to have to jump over the counter and give her mouth to mouth, but it was not because she was good looking. I seriously (laughs) thought she's about to have a heart attack. I bet John loved that. I I mean, that's one of the best stories you know, from as far as flying goes that we have. I mean, she (laughs) I mean, she went crazy. It was hilarious. And so, anyway, that that's one way of doing it, but yeah, you, you. I would imagine as many, you know, capes and heads as you've probably frozen and brought back in your bags. You probably have had a few conversations as those bags have been x-rayed about what's in there.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's happened to me, you know, several times. I, we've had a couple trips, and, you know, depending on how many people are there, you know, a lot of times I'll keep, the, I'll keep the capes, you know, from everybody's turkey. They'll take their beard and their spurs, and if their cape's nice, I'll take it, you know, so I may... <laughs> depending on how many people we're with, you know. I may be, I may be rolling through the airport with seven or eight, or maybe even more turkey cakes, you know. And one time, well, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't fit them all inside my my bag that goes under the plane, and uh, I had to had to spill them over onto my uh, my carry on bag. I had to put something in there, you know. I was ditching clothes and all kinds of stuff. And same thing happened, you know. She pulled it out. I even had. This particular trip was in Texas. I even had a frozen wild boar ham in my carry-on. You know, I'd shot a wild, <laughs> boar. Shot a wild boar in between turkey hunts, and <laughs> I had a ham in there frozen, and, and she actually took it out. She's like, what is this? And uh, I'm like, well, ma'am, that's a uh, that's a wild boar ham. And uh, she just kind of looked at it. She's like, yeah, I could see the bones in the X-ray machine. She just put it back in there and kept rolling, you know. i like, man, this is wild. You couldn't even fly with this stuff. Yes,
0: yeah. indeed. But, good. What yeah. as
1: far as if somebody does want to mount a turkey, I think we touched on this briefly with you flying it back. Is there any keys to success there to make sure that your cape stays presentable? Because I mean, I know the feather quality is huge for making a good mount, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we could do a whole podcast on how to take care of the bad boys, you know, after the shot. But you know, I did a I did a video with Dave Owens on the Pinotti project on how to skin one
0: and really yeah. how to
2: prepare one. So I would. uh I would suggest checking that out if 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 you're wanting to fly one back. But a lot of people freak out about keeping them frozen or keeping them cold. You know, they think they got to be frozen, they got to be cold. You know, a flight. You know, you got to think. You know, you may be on the plane and in the airport and and traveling or whatever. Maybe five to six hours max. And if your turkey was cold before you did that, I mean, he's not going to spoil. And the time it took you to put him out of the cooler and into your bag and get to your truck at whatever airport—I mean, those things last. I don't know why, but they—they they last a while. It takes a lot longer for a turkey to spoil than it does a deer, or, yeah. You know, a predator. And yeah. I don't know why that is, but they, they take a while before they spoil.
3: Mm. Yeah. So know.
2: even if it's not even if it's not frozen when you fly them home, it's not a big deal as long as he was cold prior. He'll you know, be, he'll still be good to go. And yeah, when you. When you get to the airport and then get to your vehicle or whatever but one thing i do recommend is is having a cooler or something at your vehicle you know if you left your vehicle at the airport i would have something that you can put your meat in or put your cape in or whatever when you get there because that's just you know it makes you feel better getting out of your bag and getting cool off the bat but even if you don't you know unless unless you've been in the airport for two or three days you know you really don't have anything to worry about as far as your turkey spoiling.
1: yeah as far as rental cars go do you have a preference are you a truck guy with the rental car or you like to go the suv four-wheel drive or you like a sedan low-key
3: usually usually,
2: (laughs) usually, (laughs) no usually something with four-wheel drive you know because you're going to be going off the road and uh occasionally you know i've had we've had to get suburbans or something like that where we we're going to be sleeping in them you
3: know, yeah time
2: me and chubbs we slept in a suburban for like four days in the middle of arizona you know just me and him in the same <laughs> suburban you know it was a, it was a good trip but uh, um you know a lot of a lot of times um we'll get a full-wheel drive but if we you know we don't sleep in our rentals most of the time we're usually getting a cabin or getting a hotel and, you know a lot of a lot of my buddies are people that we run with they'll even sleep when, and the rentals, you know, when they're, when they're traveling, you know, I just find that I usually hunt better, you know, or and just get more rest and just more aware when I can get a hotel or get a cabin and have someplace nice to, you know, rest and not on my gear and stuff and sleeping in there. And I don't mind sleeping in my vehicle, you know, for a night or two where you talk about a week out west to sleep in your vehicle, that gets old pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. What, as far as, packing is concerned is is there an item or five or six that you learned over the years that you really didn't need to leave home without that you started packing on your later trips before and and you didn't pack it on your early trips
2: i think it just depends uh You know, it just depends maybe where you're going, uh, what part of the country you're going to. You know, I'd always recommend having a a pair of Crocs or something you can slip into. You know, that may not seem like much, but just getting your feet in a set of Crocs after getting out of the boots all day, it's, you know, huge. And if you're going out west, obviously you need a coyote howler, you know, something like that. You don't want to forget that howler because that's a game changer out there. Uh, Even out west, you want to take, a. you know, a lot of times in the east, I don't carry a box call, but, if I go out west, you definitely want to have lock call out there. But you know, off the top of my head, I can't think you know of one thing that would be a deal breaker. Definitely that soft gun case is to take care of your gun when you're when you're when you're going you know from from the cabin or your hotel, your rental, and not lugging that big you know hard gun case everywhere. I think a soft gun case is one of those kind of must-have items too.
0: I, I'm glad you mentioned that because you know so many states require you to have your firearm cased when mm-hmm. transporting it in a vehicle and so you know that's extremely important because a lot of people will take their gun out of the case put the case inside the cabin or hotel motel wherever they're staying and just leave that gun out yeah, uncased in the vehicle and that's a good way to get in a lot of trouble in certain states and you have to be careful and really know the laws so i'm glad you mentioned that
2: yeah absolutely, yeah. soft gun case um Another thing, uh, uh, and this probably goes without saying, but well, a good portable cell phone charger—that's always something. Even
3: yeah.
2: you know, if you got a long flight, a portable cell phone charger that goes in your vest or what have you—I uh, think. In, in a lot of places, you know, if you're flying out west or even to the Midwest, a lot of places aren't going to have service, so you need your phone to to navigate a lot of times. And I think a, a good portable cell phone charger is something you really need to look into before you get to traveling too far
1: yeah yeah what's what is your go-to meal plan on a you know longer type trip i mean what on average are you going on like a week-long trip if it's a big trip 10 days you know what kind of what's your average trip look like
2: yeah when i was doing the slam you know i would if i had a week you know or a lot of times eight or nine days um, yeah you know i plan yeah. yeah, Exactly. I would I would plan you know three or four states if things were going good. But now, man, it's hard for me to leave uh, for seven or nine days like I used to. So a lot of my trips now are are three three or four days, and I'm just planning one state in those three or four days. And it actually worked out nice. It's just a little bit more expensive. You know, it's nice when you're just paying airfare to go do several states, but if you're paying airfare to go do one. It, you know, to each his own, I guess, but. I'm liking the the three day trips now, man, because I find myself on day about four or five of me being going, I find myself feeling guilty, and uh, I feel yeah. like I don't feel as I don't feel as guilty anymore if I just take you know a weekend trip here, a weekend trip there. And the, the last two years, that's that's kind of how it was. You know, if you've been to a place before and you got good info on it, three days is you know usually enough to get on some turkeys or, or get in the game a little bit. So it's worked out. It's worked out good as far as as far as that goes but you know you know four or five years ago when i was doing the slam and things like that uh you know i would take the eight or nine days and try to do three or four states and didn't have all the obligations at home so i guess it just kind of depends on your situation how long you want to plan and you know all that kind of stuff
1: yeah are you eating out mostly when you go on those or when you first get into that state are you going and just loading up at the walmart or yeah, we're going to Walmart
2: and getting everything that we need, mostly just lunch meat. A lot of times I'll I'll take my own, uh, I'll, we, we do a lot of bologna and a lot of deer jerky around here in the fall. So I always take a couple rolls of that in the cooler, you know, on the plane going out. And uh, we'll be munching on that the whole week. But yeah, as soon as we get there, that's the first stop. We're going to Walmart and uh, getting lunch meat, getting snacks and all that. And then we don't have to worry about it. And then just depending on where we are, if there's someplace close we can eat, uh, that's great. We'll probably do that, you know, after dark, but if we can't, we're just, you know, just eating that lunch, meat and chips and whatever we can survive on from Walmart uh, the rest of the week. But Walmart is definitely the first stop after, after you get your rental just to get some supplies. But uh, don't even overlook, you know, taking some stuff with you in your bag uh, going out because you're not going to have it coming back because, you know, that weight's going to be gone because you're going to bait it. But So if you make jerky or bologna or trail mix or whatever, you know, take it with you just to save a little bit on cost
1: and uh, you'll have
2: it for the rest of the week.
1: Yeah. And do you, let's just say you or whoever you're with kills a turkey day one and y'all munching on him while you're there.
2: Oh yeah. That's another thing we t- <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. I have this fryer, this little, uh, one of those, uh, like little bucket deep fryers, I bought it in Idaho in like 2012, and it goes with me on every trip. You know, it stays in save the, the in grease the
1: bag,
2: every No, no, don't save the grease. <laughs> a little
1: extra seasoning. <laughs> thing,
2: oh man, yeah, that thing you probably got plenty. It's hard to tell, you know. That thing's been through the ringer, but uh, yeah, I have this, this little. I, I guess it may be a body fryer or whatever it's called, but I put that in my bag, you know, uh, at home and and fly with that. That way you don't have to worry about something to cook in. So a lot of times if you're in a hotel room, you know, know, that thing just plugs into an outlet. and You just got to buy a little bit of oil and then you can cook your turkey up. Um, Yeah. So And then we'll take Ziplocs and, you know, you're just munching on turkey nuggets the rest of the week. But, yeah, that is one thing I always fly with. I can't believe I forgot that. It's my little little buddy fryer just to be able to cook up meat because – you know, if you're on a week-long trip and you kill a couple gobblers, you know, the first couple days, you got to. I mean, they unless you got a way to freeze it, which most of the time you don't, they're not going to stay good the whole time that you're there. So you got to eat them or, or give them away. And I'm not a person, you know. I got I got people that some people that you know i've traveled with and and they'll be like well you know we'll give one to the landowner or give one to whoever and i'm all for giving one to the landowner or whatever but i still don't even feel good about doing that because i don't what if they don't eat it man what if it just stays in their freezer and gets freezer burned i just i know yeah. i have all the control if i take it so i'm all for giving them some meat but i still get worried about what happens to it so if i, if I can keep it i'm keeping it
1: yeah um I'm kind of with you on that. I've, I can only yeah. think of one. I've given two turkeys away. One, I kind of had to give away. It was so late to a flight. I literally did not have time. And then yeah. the other one, I traded to a lady for a bunch of her homemade pickles. And it was so <laughs> oh, wild. Wow. It was a good trade. If she's making homemade pickles, she was yeah, making yeah. homemade pickles, she probably ate it. Oh, she ate that thing. I have no doubt. And we yeah. had a abundance of turkeys on that trip and needed some pickles to go with them so it worked out great yeah,
0: were they sweet kind of good pickles good or right pickles? Now,
1: these were sweet pickles oh, They oh baby yeah it was a good trade for both parties she had a lot of pickles we had a lot of turkey
0: <laughs> were you a little that's hesitant a to hand over the turkey before you had your hands on the pickle jars
1: no she had the jars out and available so i knew they were available okay all right it worked <laughs> out well
0: you never know when a deal like that can go bad, and there's shots fired, and you know it, those those kind of deals can get dangerous.
3: Yeah, no especially
2: doubt, a, especially
0: no, a pick, pick- pickle dealer man. You can't trust them. No, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing on the the trips where where you're? I'm going to use the term camping, but sleeping in your vehicle camping. What are you doing as far as mm-hmm. bedding is concerned? At that stop at Walmart, are you buying a sleeping bag or air mattress or both? Or what's your what's your deal there typically?
2: Yeah, uh, I have just a little. Uh, I don't even want to call it an air mattress. I guess it's a sleeping pad. Yeah. You know, fairly expensive, I guess. Made for you know backcountry elk hunts and stuff. I think it's made by Climate or something. But you can just put that. I mean, the thing takes up literally no room at the size of a, a rolled up bath towel, I would guess. But Uh, I'm taking that if I know I'm be sleeping in my truck, and then uh, I'm taking a sleeping bag with me. You know, just one of those nice packable sleeping bags. Again, you know, they're not that cheap if if you want them, you know, nice and packable. But I found that the sleeping pad, you know, has probably paid for itself several times, and and the sleeping bag as well. But that, if I know I'm be sleeping in my vehicle, you know, kind of like we were in Arizona then, then I'm taking all that, all that stuff with me, uh, the sleeping pad and the, and the sleeping bag. And, and I usually just use, uh, I have one of those like packable, uh, puffy coats, uh, the bottom puffy coats made by Drake or, or somebody like that. But you know, the ones that roll up into their pocket and mm. uh, zip shut, nice and packable, but I'll use that as a pillow as well. And, uh, man, that thing, you know, those, those things are lifesavers because those down jackets are nice and warm and they pack up into themselves and, I use mine as a pillow if I know I'm be, you know, camping in the truck or, or or doing something like that. So that's what I use as my pillow. And you got your sleeping bag, your pad, and your pillow, and then you're you're ready to rock and roll most of the time.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm.
1: Do you typically is car sleeping your way to go, or do you ever camp like tent or hammock or you know camp?
2: Oh yeah, if if uh, if it's within driving distance, I'm always camping. But if I'm flying, most of the time um, I'm not camping or sleeping in my car. Uh, you know, we're just getting a cheap motel or we're getting a, a, a cabin to stay in. And, um, yeah, you know, that's a lot of that is, is personal preference. Chubbs told me a long time ago, you know, we were probably having the same conversation that we're having right now. He's like, man, you know what? I just hunt better when I get a good night's sleep. And uh, a lot of times if you're camping or sleeping in your vehicle – you know, you're not getting a good night's sleep, but I'll never forget Chubbs telling me that, and that's kind of always in the back of my mind when I'm thinking about, you know, just uh, just sleeping in an uncomfortable car. I, I know that, you know, it may cost me a couple hundred more bucks, but I know I'm, I'm probably going to be more aware, and it may lead to another. You know, I'm not saying it, it kills turkeys, but you know, it may make you a little bit more aware, a little bit more rested to, to kill your turkey the next day.
1: That's a that's a great yeah. point. I mean, your decision making skills when you do not sleep well or go down rapidly in everything.
2: Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I can think about, I can think about some of those hunts, man. When I drove straight through the night and, you know, got there at daylight the next morning, it's like, I'm, you know, it's like a, I'm hung over just wandering around out there, dude. I'm like, man, this is, <laughs> you know, this is dumb. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, you know, still, you know, I've still had some success like that, but you just feel so bad, you know, it's just, it's almost yeah. worth it to get a good, good sleep somewhere, man. And uh, towards the end of it, I kind of quit doing that. You know, I remember one time I was going up to Massachusetts and I had to drive all night and I knew that if I drove all night, um, I could make it for, for the first gobble. But, you know, it got to be like one or two in the morning. I'm just wrecked, you know, just tired. I've worked all day, was driving, you know, I'm like, man, you know, what? I'm just going to sleep if I get there mid morning. Yep. So what? And, uh, that's what happened. And, you know end up finding some turkeys and, and it worked itself out but i at the beginning of you know when i first started i never would have done that I'd been like yeah we're gonna get there daylight you know and uh you know it's just some things you, you learn to be a little bit more patient with i guess the, the longer you do it
0: yeah you know when you sit down and you really look at it and analyze it i know me personally if i look at the total numbers number of turkeys that I've killed, I will guarantee you 90 plus percent of them were killed at least two hours after fly down. Yeah, exactly. So, or later, I should say. Two hours or later after fly down. So, you know, do I love to be there at daylight? I will fight you to get there at daylight. I will leave you if you are two minutes late to our meeting spot so that I can get where I (laughs) want to be at daylight. But the truth of the matter is I'm just... I'm more likely to kill one if I show up two hours after fly down than I am right yeah, there. Yeah,
2: very, the rare, very rarely does it work out right there. I'll fly down. And like like you said, very rarely does it work out. So yeah. that's just some things, you you know, like I said, it's just the longer you do it, the more you realize, you know, you can, you can be a little bit more patient with some things and, and I guess choose your battles uh, when it comes to traveling and driving like that.
0: Well, and the other part of it, too, is if you die in a car wreck on the way there, your chances of killing one in that state are zero. <laughs>
1: exactly. It does drastically exactly. reduce yeah. your odds.
0: Yes. So, you know, we got to be smart about it.
1: Especially those yeah. late season pushes when you're driving all night. I mean, a turkey in late season, if he's still hot and he's alone and looking for company, if you call to him off the rooster, you call to him at noon, it's on. I mean, as long as you get there and get a call in his ear he's he's probably ready if if he's late season still ready to rock and he hasn't been fooled with too much so
2: late season you're 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 just as wore out as the turkey dog man i'll i'll never forget you know i feel like i've started off every story with that but one time uh me and a fellow named eric were like we were traveling up north over uh every memorial weekend it was one of those you know those drives where you're driving all night and uh we're both like nodding out trying to get there at daylight and uh, it was like four or five in the morning and he looked over at me and he said, he's got a real Southern drawl, he said, same thing driving this truck, the same thing killing them turkeys, determination, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, yeah, that, that's, that, I think about that a lot when, I, when I'm getting tired now I can, uh, that's really, really true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Are you a coffee drinker or you have a caffeine drink you go for when you're getting tired?
2: Yeah, man, I used to be, I used to be a, a big time coffee drinker. Like up until about six months ago, like I would drink it all day. I would get it out of sleep, man. I, you know, I got I got two jobs, and I'm in the shop early, and I'm in here late. You know, if I get six hours of sleep, it's been a good night. But uh, man, it started. I was drinking too much caffeine. It started messing with me, man. I was, my heart would start fluttering
3: and mm-hmm. all kinds
2: of stuff. So I had to, I've had to, I've had to kick the caffeine, man. And uh, my heart quit fluttering, but. I am uh, extra tired man. <laughs> I am definitely more tired. But when your heart starts fluttering, like, man, am I going to have a heart attack and die right now? You know, <laughs> the coffee's not worth it. Yeah. So yeah. I had to. But to answer your question, man, yeah, I did used to drink a lot of coffee, but I've, I've given it up now. So I'm not sure how I'm going to. I haven't went through a spring without coffee yet, but I'm, I'm fixing to on this one. It looks like.
3: Man. Well.
2: Yeah. You know, getting old, man. Getting old, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'm on spring 25 or 26, coming up on spring 25 or 26 with no caffeine. You can do it.
2: Oh, man. You don't drink you don't,
0: no caffeine at all? None. Well, you know, unless I whatever little bit I get from a piece of chocolate that I might eat every once in a blue moon, but no, nothing. No soft drinks, no coffee, no tea.
2: So that's what I've been in the last six months, man. I haven't really I haven't really noticed a, a huge difference, but except for, you know, I just I would be one of those like afternoon coffee drinkers, like about three o'clock when I'm super tired. I'd get me a cup. But that's when my heart would start like it wasn't in the mornings when I drink it, would be in the evenings it'd start fluttering. I'm like,
3: Man, I'm drinking
2: you know, it took me a while to narrow down what was even happening with me. But after that I was like you know, I, I quit drinking the caffeine, I've been good to go, but I do uh just get a little more drowsy, you know, than, than I was in the afternoons. But that's not always a bad thing because I was running around anything like a crackhead, you know, about <laughs> two or three in the afternoon and stuff. So it's, okay. it's okay, it slows me down a little bit,
1: yeah. Young yeah, stay off, and I'll drink <laughs> enough for the three of
0: us. You, you can get mine, <laughs> definitely.
1: <laughs> I, I'll take it all day. I, I literally will sit a bang energy drink on my phone when my alarm goes off. That's how I start the morning, and I'm ready to roll. Oh, man. That is that's,
3: ready to roll.
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. When you when you hit that, before you even turn the alarm off, you just chug a whole bang for 300 milligrams straight to the dome. <laughs> you're ready to chase. The <laughs> is that
2: what they want, 300 milligrams?
1: Yeah, something like that.
2: Oh, my God. A cup of coffee's got like 60 in it. That's like what is that? Yeah, a I probably need to put like a disclaimer
1: here. Do not consult your medical professional prior to using my bang energy alarm trick. Uh, Oh, I promise
2: you, if I drank one of those, dude, you better have a defibrillator handy because I'm going down (laughs) if I even try to take one.
1: Yeah, I get get to the woods and one gobbles, and all of a sudden I realize I ran 200 yards past him, you know, in the blink of an eye. That's
2: crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe that's a must-have for some people on their on their out-of-state trips. Man, just take you a couple bang energies, just falling asleep the whole time. You're ready to roll.
1: Yeah. Have y'all in in your experience? Because I'm always nervous about traveling across state lines with perfectly legal turkeys. They're tagged and everything, but it still makes me nervous. You know? Do y'all have y'all yeah. ever had any run-ins with like a game? warden or something where you had your turkeys from another state and you know i haven't had that experience thankfully but it just makes me nervous you know know. yeah
2: yeah i've had you know several run-ins with them you know traveling and checking but you know we always take proper precautions and, and we label all the breasts and the legs and everything with our license number and you know it is a pain in the butt doing it but just so, just so you got all your ducks in a row, and, and you know, every time we've been checked or whatever, it's, it's been cool. I guess as long as you're labeling, I think the big thing you know that gets a lot of people in trouble is not labeling their meat in the cooler with you know your name and your license yeah. number and all that kind of stuff. But it's just something you got to do, man. Make sure you pack a daggone sharpie to. to to write all that stuff on because you got to have it especially when you're when you're traveling from state to state
1: yeah and some of those very few states but there's a few one of them i hunted last year you have to leave proof of sex of the bird attached to the meat and i mean that is a freaking hassle because that just ruins the whole cooler thing
2: (laughs) yeah it's one of those ones you want to eat quickly (laughs)
3: yeah that's it that
2: was was the first one in the skillet you know Yeah.
3: yeah yeah
2: all right there
1: we go don't have to worry about that anymore yeah he's he's done
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what the law says yeah until the meat's consumed that's that's, that's That's it
3: that's exactly right uh,
1: that is a pain in the butt but you know it's just not all game wardens are this way but several of them tend to kind of look for something to get you on and i've always figured that'd be an easy one for them to find in the law something that you've done wrong but you just got to make sure you pay attention to the, each state's game laws because they're all very different.
2: Especially with transport and everything, you know. But
1: Yeah, you don't want to violate that Lacey Act. No, that will sir. Get...
0: No. no, you do not. No, sir. Yeah. Not at that all.
1: Get... That's smart. Label everything with your license name and everything on the meat, on your trophy parts, all that. That's, that's a good move.
2: Yeah, and I think as long as you do that, you know, even – even if you run on one that's looking to get to you, you, there's not a whole lot they can do. If yeah. you've got all yeah. that and all your documentation, man, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah.
0: When you are, let's say flying and camping, what are you doing to keep yourself clean? Or are you? <laughs>
2: yeah. Most of the time I'm not doing a whole lot of personal hygiene, but you know, <laughs> just baby wipes, uh, just baby wipes. A lot of times, uh, I'll get me, uh, when when we make that, you know, that initial trip to Walmart, I'll get, uh, you know, two or three or sometimes even more than that gallon jugs of water. And uh, after about two, day two or three of no shower, just, just one of those cold water, you know, just cold gallon jugs of water just to wash your hair, man. I don't know about you, but after... A couple of days, my my head starts itching. That's what gets me, you know. I gotta I gotta wash my hair, and uh, that's a lifesaver for me. Just getting a couple of those gallon jugs from Walmart and being able to just have a just a quick rinse of my hair after a couple of days, it just puts you back in the game, man. It just refreshes me. But uh, yeah, that's that's basically it as far as hygiene goes. <laughs> yeah. Just some baby wipes and a, and a good jug of water to 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 wash your hair with it. You know, every couple couple of days keeps me going.
0: Well, I'm Italian and Lebanese and so with the grease that's on my scalp because I don't have much hair. You can fry oh, turkey with again, that. Huh? So, yeah, I got to I oh, got to clean myself pretty regularly.
2: <laughs> that's the way with me, dude. My hair is so thick. I mean, the first five minutes in the shower the water doesn't even penetrate my scalp so i got you know I, it, it, it's thick over here it's like indoor outdoor carpet and after a couple of days there's all kinds of stuff going on up there
1: <laughs> it is amazing if you go you know a couple of days and then you stop at a loves or whatever and get you a good shower It you just feel like a new person i mean it
2: it is oh, a, oh man yeah
1: it is a good feeling. Now, I I am not the cleanliest person. I usually will take takes me a while to finally realize, hey, this is something I probably need to get done. But not the people <laughs> around <laughs> you.
0: Do what? It does not take the people around you long to realize that it's something you should have been doing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I've, no. I've I've liked it. I, I like. I've thought about getting for driving trips one of those little portable showers. You know, yeah. it has a little heater on it and stuff. Those those seem pretty nice.
2: I've got one of those little portable boot drivers that plugs into a uh, yeah outlet on a car. I think that's nice.
1: key. Yeah, uh, that stuff. is something I added yeah. to the repertoire last spring and it is Yeah. It is clutch. Between states, just getting everything dried out. I mean, man, that is nice.
2: Yeah, even if you you know, you're just your feet sweating a little bit, but you know, those portable yeah. boot drivers you just have you know, if you got a little waste drive, just plug that thing in, put them in your boots, man. Just make yeah. your feet feel a lot better
0: yeah no that's that is true That's very key and they yeah. work very quickly too yeah yeah they do They're, you know, i can't remember
2: who makes mine but they uh you know they they are nice for sure yeah that's a little oh. luxury to have especially if you're hunting in the rain or the snow or something man and that's another thing you could even talk about is do you take two pair of boots i know i never take two pair of boots with me but i know a lot of people that do because that first pair gets wet you know you're in trouble yeah. most of yeah. the time but if you got that little portable boot dryer, you're, you're okay. But it's still something to think about. You know, I still know a lot of people that do take two pair of boots with them.
1: Yeah, I take two if I'm driving, one if I'm flying. Yeah, and same. It's easy driving-wise. I've got plenty of room usually. But if I'm flying, rooms that are premium. But, you know, those the boot dryers, I have some that are called PET, like P-E-E-T p-e-e-t and
2: yeah, i think that's what mine is
1: man. they're okay my brother got some i think they're called dry guy and his have like a little fan in the end of them mm-hmm. yeah yeah those yeah. dry boot, like his boots get drier so much faster than mine mine are just like a heated type there's not really any air coming out or anything yeah His with those little fans on them those things like I'm probably gonna buy some of those for this spring because while mine are okay, I'll probably take both of them if I'm driving honestly in case I need you know a buddy needs them too. But his with that little fan, it, it definitely works faster.
0: I think mine are yeah, Doctor Scholl's, way, way better. and they have the fan in them as well. And I, man, I don't even think things cost thirty bucks.
1: Yeah, they're cheap. Yeah, they're cheap.
0: But. Mm-hmm they're don't tell dr Shoals or any of those manufacturers they're worth a hundred dollars
1: yeah people are paying absolutely yeah but
0: yeah, yeah. The, ones well, with I mean, the fan are the key
1: yeah i i will say that if you want a speedy quick dry the fan i mean you can get them pretty dry just eating lunch or something you know
3: an
2: mm-hmm. hour
1: or two mine if you plug them up worth and leave it. them on it all night they'll they'll get kind of dry
2: works way better than uh, the defrost by your windshield <laughs> yeah socks Everybody, everybody's done that yeah. socks out
1: the window you know i have pulled that one roll the window up onto the end of both socks and just let them fly
2: Wow, that's a good idea man
1: i never Dang. thought of that you have to that keep an crazy. eye on them though yeah you got to make sure the window's yeah, rolled all the way up
2: yeah you don't want to put any first light socks like that and all hanging just going out the window
0: <laughs> well cameron you have anything else for tanner
1: i can't really think anything else um you know i don't know is there is there anything else you want to talk about tanner with traveling to turkey hunt that you think folks could could stand to hear I don't think so, man. I don't
2: think we hit on, you know, everything, uh, make sure your locks, man, your locks on your gun case, make sure you got TSA lock and, uh, you know, it used to be two. Sometimes I run into, you know, places where they say it's four. I just take four with me just to be safe now, but make sure you have four locks that are TSA, you know, approved yeah. or certified. Uh, those SKB, the latches, they actually sell, um, uh, you know latches that are locks and that are TSA certified. So, if you go the SKB route, make sure you get those for it. But that's the that's only the other same. thing I can think about is the is the locks.
1: Um, Huge point there on
2: your
3: gun guns. case. Yes,
1: we got delayed for a long time with one lady who insisted you had to have a lock on every hole of your gun case. Mm-hmm.
2: That happened to me. Man. That happened to me, man. I flew with two for, for years. and I, Oh, yeah. I, I can't I can't remember where I was, but she was like, you need four. But luckily, dude, I've, I've seen enough bad stuff. I always have like five extra locks in my, gun in my backpack. So I was like, okay, let me just throw these on here real quick, yeah. and we'll be ready to go.
1: Well, we weren't so lucky. We got delayed kind of an argument and everything, and it just pretty much overdo it on that aspect because you just want it to be yeah. – Here's my gun. Here's the locks. Take it, and no controversy. You want that to go smoothly. Yeah, and
2: if you got four, carry some extras. I mean, yeah, because uh, never hurts to have. I've had two extra.
1: A couple times where my gun shows up at the destination had four on it, and then it only has three. You oh know? yeah, you
2: yeah. And you lose might, one and in transport. Don't transit. camp
1: on the locks either, because they'll they'll knock them off there, dude. I don't know how they do it, <laughs> but they'll. You
2: know, they're rough
0: on them. They're, they're not they the care rough on them <laughs> yeah the baggage guys and if there's any listening to the show sorry if i offend you but it's like they see a gun case come up the conveyor and they're like oh yeah i got this i'm gonna see how far i can throw it how many flips i can make it do and how many dents i can put in it
2: it is there's yeah, something I know, to I know a guy that had his barrel bent man by you know, he just didn't have a good enough gun wow. case obviously but yeah, when it got to the destination, his barrel was bent. You know, so uh, don't skip on your don't skimp on your gun case, no. man. Oh, no. uh,
3: one,
2: of the, one of the biggest questions I get, you know, people on Instagram or whatever, what's it like flying with a gun?
3: It, it's really
2: yeah. a piece of cake, man. You know, yep. it's a five minute operation, but this make sure you got everything you need. Yeah, if you
1: if you take proper precautions and everything, it's super easy. It it is not difficult.
2: Well, and just make sure you know. A lot of times, your uh, another thing I guess you could say is your your ammo. If you hand load TSS, you can't just have your hand loads laying in there. You need right. to have them in a box, you know. So just buy you a box of you know a dove load box, I guess, or whatever, and put your shells in. But it's got to be in you know an original Great. an original cool. box. So, yeah, yeah. Make cool. sure you'
3: yeah.
2: Make sure your shells go in, in a box like that um make sure your knives you know a lot of us carry our knives in our vest or whatever make sure you put your knife your knife in in that gun case uh, because you don't want that thing in your in your regular bag so make sure any even your pruners i always take my pruners out and put put i put them in in my gun case as well Uh, just another thing anything pointy or sharp put it in the gun case
0: Anything yeah. that you think is going to set off a red flag when they when your bag goes through the x-ray machine to make them dig through your bag, go ahead yeah. and pull it out and put it where somebody can either A, readily identify it with the x-ray machine, or B, not have to dig through your entire bag to get to the item that they're curious about. Yeah. Yeah. Tanner's, Tanner's yeah. right. Pruners, knives, put them where they can find them easily where or where they're easily seen it's huge it'll make i will
1: say one thing we did that i was glad we did is we put a small pocket knife in a regular checked bag not the gun case and when we got to the destination they had zip tied all of our guns you know how they'll do that and it was mm-hmm, nice to have mm-hmm. a knife to cut them open because all our other knives were in the gun cases.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think if you, I think if you put it in the bag that goes under the plane, you're okay. But yeah. definitely not in your carry on or something. No, like no, that. No, no, no,
1: definitely not carry on. I'm just saying, to have something that you can cut that that. Oh yeah, zip tie with is nice. So you're not gonna bite I've that. I've only
2: seen a couple. I've only seen a couple airports that do that. But yeah, you're right. Some people do zip tie them shut.
1: Yeah, with like these massive zip ties. Like these are like the oh. industrial grade zip ties.
2: Oh, hundred percent. You could pull somebody out of the ditch with one of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was good to have that, because I, honestly I think we would have had to like go buy a knife or something to get our guns. Like there was no way we were getting in there. No,
2: you're not cutting one of those off with a pair of scissors. They're they're crazy.
1: Be gnawing on them for hours with your teeth. <laughs> 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 oh
2: yeah. Yeah, you're not know, gonna pull one off. That's for sure.
1: Unless we, you know, first public field we drive by has a strutter in it, then that thing's coming off. <laughs> so now, oh, some oh, way, you'll find a way. Yeah, find you're a way. about to see the iron jaws come out. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Find the the sharpest, pointiest rock yeah, you can right. find and start beating on that <laughs> gun
1: case. Yeah, that's uh, right. One other one,
2: other thing I take, and I, and I guess probably not a lot of you know, a lot of people are taking something like this, but I'll, I have just a just a little cheap set of like shackles that i can hang my turkey up with the skin so if it's a turkey that you're playing on mountain you know you can get this you know one of they they sell them a lot of times at like trapping supply stores but you know it's made for predators i guess that you can just have a a place to hang both the legs on it and it's made of metal and it's got two little um ropes dangling down from it but I always throw one of those in my bag, and you know, because I'm always taking the capes and things like that off my turkeys. But that's another nice thing that you can throw in your gun case, too, if you're planning on getting one mounted. is, you know, one of those little shackles like that, and you can just get it at any, like – you can get them off Amazon or any trappers, supply stores, or whatever. Yeah. But Skin that's always it. something i got mine.
1: Skinning that turkey hanging up is way easier if you're going for them out. I mean
2: – Yeah, and you, and you could do it with paracord, but those – you know, those little trapping things, they they don't take up any room and they're just they're handy to have when you're doing a trip like that.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a solid piece of advice. Are mm-hmm. you pretty minimal I guess last question, are you pretty minimal on the clothes you take? Are you pretty much re wearing the same camo and stuff, or are you taking like all kinds of stuff? No, I'm
2: no, I'm taking usually one pair of pants sometimes too and i'm wearing them the you know the entire week a good set yeah. of rain gear i'll have a good set of rain gear and uh you know just um, i'm packing minimal camouflage basically one outfit maybe two um depending on what your weather's like you know you may have to add some base layers and coats and things like that but uh definitely not taking three yeah. or four outfits even you know even casual wear, you know, I'm taking one outfit and probably wearing it the whole week <laughs> while
1: I'm
3: yeah.
2: out there, you know,
3: just, that's
1: just it. trying to be minimal. One, yeah. one pair of jeans and a shirt to wear if you, if you want to go in and get a burger in town or whatever.
3: <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, that's it. That's it, man. A pair of jeans, a hoodie, a t-shirt, and you're ready to go.
3: And it doesn't, yeah. doesn't
2: matter if it gets, if it gets dirty.
1: Yeah. Cool deal. Tanner, thank you for hopping Thanks, on yeah. here with us.
0: I have one well, more question.
1: Yeah, no problem. Oh, go ahead, Andy. All right.
0: If I'm lucky enough to kill a bird that I want to get mounted this spring, how can I get in touch with you?
2: Uh, we have uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Full Draw Taxidermy got a website, but anyway, uh, all that stuff has linked to my to my cell phone number on there. So you can either send me a text or give me a call, and we'll go from there. And you know, obviously, social media is how most people get a hold of me, but yeah um, any of those any of those avenues will work
1: you won the nwtf taxidermy contest this past year didn't you
2: yeah well you know there's so many different divisions or whatever but yeah i won uh i won the master's division uh best standing turkey with my with my uh you know my last bird of my super slam which you know was a white turkey uh yeah. so it's pretty cool to, it's pretty cool to win it with that and. uh everything that went into it, you know, flying him back and gosh, all the all the struggles of getting him back preserved and being white. But anyway, yeah, I did uh did win the the master portion of it last
1: year with that turkey. He was beautiful. Yes, I know he was. I walked up and saw him and that was one albino turkey. I mean his toenails and everything were white. That he he lacked yeah. pigment. <laughs> It was yeah, even, really if cool. you, even if you,
2: even if even if he got up on his head, uh, his, 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 the hairs on his head were white. You know, they're normally black or whatever. Uh, yeah, his, even as his, even his hairs around his ear hole were white. It's crazy man.
1: Yeah, he he just literally lacked pigment totally. It was very neat, Turkey to see. Yeah, he was, yeah. he's
2: a special one for sure, man. For
1: sure. Yeah. good one to end on on you know for number forty nine for the one year <laughs> reigning youngest turkey super slammer
2: <laughs> yeah there may there may be some people younger do it but i guarantee you ain't nobody gonna kill a white one on 49 again if they do man it will be south.
1: you got him on that one
2: that's right yeah i'll kill a color face for 49 and then come talk to me <laughs> yeah
0: yeah
1: kill a color face for 49 and then mount it and win the nwtf masters division with it and you might have a case against tanner
0: yeah. i mean i think <laughs> that's easy enough
1: yeah, that ought to be yeah, simple. no big deal. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, There's color phases running around everywhere.
0: Yeah, pretty uh, easy. Oh, man, that was cool. Uh, that
2: funny. Uh, I ended up eating the, the breast off that turkey uh, not long ago, and, and it had uh, had three BBs in it where somebody had shot him. You know, this turkey, I guess, was, you know, he was a two-year-old, but I guess somebody had shot him. In Hawaii, I guess they do have a fall season or whatever, but somebody had actually shot that turkey i did because he had those bbs in him, and i was using tss and when i saw those i was like
3: man
2: that's crazy you know but somebody was super disappointed when he got away from him.
1: golly yeah. you know it yeah yeah
2: yeah that's all those i was like that's crazy
1: that's cool that adds to the, the story for sure and what i've heard this some of those folks in hawaii don't really care what what time of year it is they just like to go
3: <laughs> yeah it's
2: probably somebody riding by them on a side by side took a pop shot at him i'd like yeah. to talk to him man I know the story but i'm sure that'll never happen
1: yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's cool well, thank you so much for joining us yeah i thank really you. appreciate it yeah. and i got a turkey in the freezer i got to get to you at some point but
2: yeah better better sooner than later There's a long line unfortunately
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i figured that much
0: sooner you get there the sooner you get, it, there, yeah. sooner you get uh, it back cameron
2: yeah that's true that's right. Awesome! True. I enjoyed it, boys. Tanner, good luck on you, travels this spring, man. Yes, yeah. yeah Safe
0: travels. To you. Merry Christmas. Hope you hope you enjoy the holiday with the youngins and the family.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it, boys. Same to you, and uh, I hope you all kill a bunch of them this, this spring.
0: Me too. I hope you do the same.
2: I like that. That'd be a great
1: Christmas gift. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if I could just get out, it'll be it'll be a good it'll be a good spring. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: That's, yeah. That's, that's It'll too. come. Be patient. Enjoy enjoy yeah. these the young years with the younguns. And before you know it, they'll be out with you and you won't care a thing about killing a bird. You'll be worried about getting them one. Yeah. That'll yeah. be all the fun. I'm looking
2: forward to that. I'm looking forward
1: they, to those days for sure. Yeah. Maybe your boy will be that twelve year old that finishes his that we were talking Single about Single Season <laughs> Super Slam. Twelve year old
0: gonna kill it on a color phase bird in state number forty nine. And he's gonna mount it himself in old, a week.
2: I, I don't know if old dad's got another slam in him, but you know <laughs> hey, that, that, that's kind nice.
0: You can do it.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, fellas, man. I appreciate All right, it. Tanner. Have, Have a great evening.
0: one. Thank you, Tanner. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. See, right. see you, man. Bye. Yeah. You know, I like the idea behind this, and you know, we're we're getting some good input from Tanner, who talked a good bit about flying and traveling. And Jordan, who talked a good bit about driving and traveling. Yeah. And so, you know, getting a yeah, couple of different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because so. I, you know, I really didn't know how they like to travel. I figured, I think I knew Jordan liked to drive. I wasn't sure if Tanner liked to drive or fly, but, you know, I'm kind of a hybrid. I like them both. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not well, too
1: far. Driving's great. If it's 15 hours, I'm flying, you know?
0: <laughs> absolutely.
1: So it. I like to be armed with knowledge of both. I think that's a good way to go about it. So to have two guests who can tell us how they go about it each way is nice.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that was that was good. A lot of good tips. And, you know, he, he brought in that whole aspect of, hey, what if I want to bring my turkey back? Yeah. Which is... Good
1: guy to tell us how to do that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, that was a, a good few tips to bring into the equation and so i mean i thought it was awesome and he's a heck of a nice guy as well so yeah good I'll, call all the way around
1: i got the favor of the week this week
0: Ooh, lay it on me
1: all right if you are enjoying this series we have one more guest coming up on this topic if you have a question that you would like for us to cover in the show of traveling to turkey hunt, such as what about this or how do you go about doing this? If there's something you'd like clarified on for traveling to hunt turkeys, send us a message, either email us or find us on social media and send us a message so that we can see what your question is and ask it to our next guest or cover it in Andy and my episode in two weeks.
0: That's a good one. I like it.
1: There you go social media my instagram is the godfather 49 you can find the turkey hunter podcast on facebook or instagram or you can email andy at i or cameron.weddington at gmail.com plenty of avenues to contact us so send us your question if you have one that's just Burning in your brain when you're listening to this. Like, man, I wish those guys would ask that. Send it on and we'll ask it or cover it in our episode.
0: Great favor of the week. And I have one as well. Oh, hit it. Yeah. So be safe. New Year's Eve's rolling around. Let's not do anything not so smart. Turkey season's right around the corner. So why do we want to be stupid right now and make stupid decisions? So you guys use your heads out there before you do something silly like enjoying too much New Year's spirit so to speak and be safe while you're hunting as well and man here we are 2023 is here
1: let's do yep. it have a happy new year and we'll see you guys next week
0: thank you guys so much for tuning in this week we know that you have choices we appreciate you spending your time with us we hope you have a wonderful week and a happy new year and we look forward to seeing you again next week goodbye goodbye thanks for tuning in you were just listening to